Hello, welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins. I kept thinking like how many times in my life something similar to this happened. So how many times was I redirected? I felt like something, something, someone was taking care of me my whole life and I was not even aware of it. That's this week's guest, Carla Malesh. Before we get to Carla, this is a podcast about El Camino de Santiago, the way of St. James. James was one of Christ's apostles. And we're told the saints' remains are housed in a silver casket beneath the cathedral in the Spanish city of Santiago de Compostela, or St. James under a field of stars. Pilgrims walk to the shrine from all over the world. A pilgrimage. A Camino. The way. Pilgrims talk of transformation, of being enlightened, and of lightening their load. They talk of renewal and rejuvenation, of reinvention. I remember sitting in the town square in Azura, beneath the trees, and they're pollarded to form a canopy to protect pilgrims and locals from the summer sun. When I returned in April two years later, the leaves were trimmed and the sun shone. It was a late autumnal glow. In 2016, I sat with a pilgrim who was walking his 16th Camino. He was German and quite often walked from Germany. He told me it was his retirement and he often walked for others, for people who had died or who lost a loved one or friends or family who were sick. What a blessing to have such a pilgrim in their lives. What a blessing pilgrimage is for all of us. Indeed, Pilgrims walk with the blessing of St. James, the stronger the patron saint of Spain and of fishes. He has cast his net far and wide to catch us all in the spirit of the Camino. It inspires us to journey, to journey by footstep and by heartbeat, to the very pulse that provides us life, to cherish, to love and to wonder. And I've said here many times, the Camino gave me two things I never have enough of, space and time. The Beat Generation writer Henry Miller wrote, The moment one gives close attention to anything, even a blade of grass, it becomes a mysterious, awesome, indescribably magnificent world in itself. Well, what if it was an inner search? What if it was a a yearning for a better you? Turn to El Camino de Santiago. My guest this week wrote a blog that I just loved so much. Carla Malesh is author of The Camino Primitivo on Why Shit is Really Not That Serious. <laughs> She's on the line from Zagreb in Croatia. Welcome, Pilgrim. Thank you, Dan, for inviting me. Do you remember when you first heard about The Camino? Oh, I think it was years ago. I think I watched the movie first, actually. I watched The Way. And I was maybe 14 or 15. And even then I thought, like, I need to do this in my life. I mean, I was very young then. And I didn't know why I needed to do it. But I thought, like, this is something I want to do in my life sometime. You wrote in the blog that once you heard about it, you just had to go. And you're not a religious person, but you said you felt a pull. Just describe that, that pull that made you feel like you had to go. Well, I, it's very hard for me to describe it because a lot of people asked me because this was a bit untypical because, as, as I said, I'm not a sports person and I'm not religious. So I think these are two of the main reasons that people go. Mm. 
but it was something like I could feel that people are going there to search for something. And I knew that I was searching for something like my whole life for something deeper than what I was getting, maybe through everyday life. So Camino was kind of a search for that something. Yeah. Yeah. You said, you said in the blog, I think all the people on the Camino path are in search of something. But then again, all of us living on this earth are in search of something. Camino could be life in short, so to speak. You will travel day by day, look around you, meet new people and try to find what you're looking for. So, did you find it, Carla? I think I did find a part of it. Camino was... Camino was something that changed my thinking, so it brought me to a lot of new things. Like after Camino, I changed my view on certain things, and it opened up many possibilities for me. Like I got into spirituality a lot more. I rethink my career. I'm actually starting a new education now in a week. So that was a big deal for me. I think if I didn't go on Camino, I wouldn't have time to think, okay, I'm 27 now. This is what is happening with me, with my life, with my inner life. And Camino gave me that pause to think, rethink my life and to make different choices that are more aligned with me. Wow, that's great. That's great. You said you didn't have much money, but there was not much going on in your life. And you you said... Life was supposed to be a daring adventure. Why do you think your life is supposed to be a daring adventure? That's what I thought since I remember. I don't know why that. I do not know. <laughs> I mean, when I was when I was 22, I uh, started a university in England, so I moved by myself to another country. And maybe that was a start of a really like for me a thrilling life. So I uh, worked full-time. I met so many new people from all over the world. I traveled Europe a lot. So it was very, very new. It was very exciting. And then Corona started. And then I graduated. And all of a sudden, I am back home. And nothing is happening. We are all locked in our houses. Mm. We are scared. We are thinking a lot. We are anxious. And I knew that I had to do something. Because for me, when I feel anxious, I need to move. I need to do something. I'm not, re- I'm not a passive person. So for me, I'm, it's very important for me to learn new things, to meet new people, to discover myself and the world. And at that time, that was impossible. And even my mom, she said, okay, this is not the time to go on Camino. It's COVID is everywhere. Spain was um, in red then. She said, this is not the time, Carla. You need to stand still. You shouldn't go, but it was stronger, stronger than, than me, I guess. Yeah, and you, you talk there about your old life, you're studying in the UK and then you graduated and moved home, and then you said, but this new life was about to unfold, and it was frightening. Yeah, do you it think, was. Do you think maybe it wasn't necessarily frightening, but maybe exciting and and you wanted me, and you wanted to do something uh, like a camino to to feel more relaxed about what was coming maybe yes maybe but i was very uncertain about like which which path to take mm. 
Mm. Like I had many options and I thought about it so, so much. Like I, I've spent months like contemplating what am I going to do next? Like, like I need to, I didn't know what was that supposed to be. And then I said, okay, this is, this is the time to go on the Camino and I'm going to think about it. I'm going to spend time with myself. And a lot of things that I did not expect happened actually on the Camino. For me, it was very emotional. Like when I got home, I wasn't that, like I wasn't tired, like in sense of my body. I mean, I did, but not as much as I was. I felt kind of empty for the two weeks after I came back, like everything came out in these two weeks I walked. So it took me time to get back to myself and my life. And it was really nice for a change to not think that much. Yeah. Why did you choose the Camino Primitivo? Because I was planning to go on the French way, but it was too long and I needed to work. And it was either I'm not going to go, I'm going to postpone it, or I'm going to go the shorter way. And I, I chose the shorter way. I need to go either way. You said that your friends and family were a bit pessimistic about your Camino. Why were they pessimistic? Well, as I said, uh, most of them told me that I'm not going to be able to walk it. Like, Carla, you're not a sports person. You don't hike. Also, my my mom said, you're not very religious, Carla. People are very religious there. Like, what is it that you're doing? Why are you going? So I don't think they understood. Like, if if they ask you, why are you going? And you answer something weird for them. Like, I just feel I need to go. I don't think that most people understand that. Yeah. I think that's something you feel or you don't feel. You can't really explain it to anyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is difficult for them to comprehend, of course. Now, here you are. You travel from uh, from Croatia, three flights. It's very difficult to get to the Camino. <laughs> You're in Oviedo. You find yourself in a hostel. It's late at night and you say to yourself, I have zero clue what I'm actually doing because this, for the thousandth time in my life, I've told myself, you keep doing this crazy shit, Carla. It's like you enjoy being uncomfortable. Is that right? Do you, do you enjoy challenging yourself and pushing yourself? I do. I do. And maybe on Camino, I did realize that. And there was a guy at the hostel who really scared me. I, I, th- I don't think that was his intention. I told him, like, you really scared me now. And he said, I walked three Caminos. Primitivo is the hardest. A lot of hikers go there. Like, you really did not prepare. Like, are you ready for this? And I said, no, I don't think I'm ready, but I'm here. So I'm going to do it now. Like, well, whatever it takes, I'm going to do it. But it was really scary that first night. Because, like... Like, I forgot why I came. Like, I had three long flights. I was there. I talked to him. He said, I don't think you're very ready. You need to, like, have you thought this through? And I said, like, I'm going tomorrow morning. So that's too late for, for asking now. Wow. So there was another pilgrim throwing those kind of doubts into your mind. Yeah. Yes. It's not very friendly. Yeah. I, I, don't, I mean, no, he was, he was not... Uh, I mean, I think he was more worried right. than he was like, he, he said, did you book everything? Because it's COVID and you should have booked like on Primitivo, there are only few hostels. Like there isn't as many as on French way. 
And I said, oh, like maybe six nights, not 14. I'm going to see when I get there. And he was like, wow, okay. Uh, and that was, that was, yeah, <laughs> kind of scary. <laughs> you said in your blog, normally this thought or the uncertainty would spike with adrenaline. But this time it just felt dumb. And you said, I'll probably <laughs> die somewhere in a field with no water and swollen ankles. And when people would ask why I went there in the first place, the answer would be, she said she felt a strong pull. On my gravestone, it will say, death pulled her. <laughs> but yeah. That, that's yeah, funny. I, but it's I all, really did feel like that, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's a snapshot, isn't it, of your fear? It is. Yeah. I know that it is now, but that's something like, uh, I mean, it was very short. It was that night, and then I wake up, and it's basically, it's, it's almost gone. Yeah. You wake up in Oviedo, in the middle of Spain, you walk the road, the road is empty, you have a backpack, and you think nothing can go wrong. Okay, I'm here, and I'm going to do my best, and nothing can go wrong. So everything, like, it's the morning, morning, you start over. You say, but I know why I'm here, and I'm going to do it. And I, I can listen to other people's opinions, but only I can know what I feel. So that was like a fresh start for me that morning. Yeah. And you talk about the mornings. You said you got up early each day to walk, and you said it's what morning does to people. They get to rewrite the world. Tell us about that. Exactly. Morning people. Well, I think that... Um, I think, like this time we are living in, I think people are very, very anxious. So maybe like we know, we get into our heads and we think of, uh, of very often of the worst possible scenario. And for me, it for me it happens at night. So before I go to bed, I think, how oh, I'm gonna, what I'm gonna do tomorrow, how I'm gonna do that, or how I'm gonna do this. And then like every morning when you wake up, you look at the sky. It's a new day, and you start again. And that is something Camino also teaches people. Like you are very tired in the evening. You walked a lot. You walked 25 kilometers maybe. And you think, I'm so tired. I don't know how I'm going to walk the 25 kilometers again. And then you wake up in the morning and you are, you are ready to go. So it, it's like, like it's gone. You get a fresh start. And it's such a wonderful opportunity, isn't it, to leave the day or the days or even the week behind and start afresh. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that you wrote uh, this wonderful blog, The Camino Primitivo, on why shit is really not that serious. And it's great. <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's, a, it's you, you saying, look – this is me, this is why I did it, and this is what I learned about myself and about other people. So there's only a handful of, of points. I thought we could quickly go through them. The first point mm -hmm. you made and observation you wrote about was that the right people will support you even when they don't understand you. What did you mean by yes. that? Um, but that's also something that's going uh, through my life, like a lot of times uh, my family or my friends did not understand my choices. Like I, sometimes I feel that I, um, as I said, like I expect life to be an adventure. Mm. 
and I did a lot of so I did a lot of traveling and I moved when I was very young and I went by myself so I needed to explore a lot and I took a lot of risks in my life I tried a lot of things so for my family that something was something like Carla why are you doing that's not smart or that's you're not um, thinking you're not uh, I don't know how to explain it like my mom she would she won't talk about it. For two months, she said, this is something I'm not going to talk about. I don't want you to go. You are not ready. Something can happen. You can, I don't know, she has this. And I, I could understand it. Like in the beginning, I was like, mom, I am 27. You cannot do this anymore. Mm. But I can understand that she's worried. And always, like whatever I did in the end, like no matter that they did not understand what I was doing. They would always support me in the end. Mm. When it came to that, like all of it is gone and they're going to support you fully. The guy said, okay, you, you can do that. And we are here and they're going to call me every day. And actually they were really happy in the end. Yeah. And my dad said that they want to go now. Oh. They're planning to go someday. So that was, wow. <laughs> when oh, they that's said wonderful. That, was, yeah, that's yeah. fabulous. So that first yeah. point is the right people will support you even when they don't understand you. I think more, moreover, what you mean there is they don't understand your motivations. They, 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 they're wondering why you're going to do it. But how wonderful that they, it that they perhaps might even go themselves, your, your parents. The second, yeah. the second um, point you make is that life will always give you little signs on the road. So keep your eyes and your hearts open. I want you to tell us about the fourth day of your Camino. Well, on the fourth day, I was really tired and it was like there was a lot of activity in four days and yeah. I haven't really moved a lot for the past maybe three months. So it was my body started to feel very heavy and my back hurt. And I was, I woke up like feeling, uh, okay, what, what am I doing here? Am I going to be able to walk to the end? And it was really cold in the morning. And uh, as I said, the fog was lifting for the hill, from the hill. So I couldn't really see straight. And I separated from the group. I was walking in it, so I was alone. And I was like thinking, I was maybe anxious a bit. I was thinking about some, I could say, bad stuff in my life. So I was like deeply in my head. And then I, I, can, I can see a, like two ways and I don't see the shell. And I don't think about it a lot. I say, I'm going to keep walking straight. It's probably the right way. And I walk and I walk. I walked, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes, half an hour. And I hear a voice, like in the distance. Some man is yelling, you're going the wrong way, go back. And I was like, what? And I came walking to him. He was a really old man <laughs> with a stick. And I said, what are you doing here? He was sitting on an abandoned bus station, basically in the middle of nowhere. And I asked like, well, what are you doing here? And he said, I'm here to show you the way. And that sentence in that second, I think something really like flipped in my, in my heart, I think. It, it made me cry instantly. I don't know why. All of it, it was really too much. But mm. when he said it, it's like something opened up. 
And then I, I couldn't stop crying like for an hour. That was the first time that everything, because I came, I kept thinking like how many times in my life something not like this, but similar to this happened. So how many times was I redirected? I felt like something, something, someone was taking care of me my whole life. And I was not even aware of it. And that was crazy. That sentence and that moment when he said it, it was really, that's, that's, I think that's the most impactful thing that happened on the Camino. Yeah. Maybe when I tell it to other people, I don't think they can understand it as well as someone who went on Camino. Yeah. So you know that morning when you're tired and you're thinking, blah, blah, blah. And then someone says something or does something and it completely changes your whole your whole day or maybe even life. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, he was put, he was, I can believe that he was put there to show me the way. This has happened before. It was not an old man on a bus station, but other things happened that told me, no, Carla, you're going the wrong way. This is wrong. You're going to do this. And even when I rejected it, I said, I don't want to go the other way. Something in my life would just redirect me. And it was always on the better path, good way. So was he really put there to show you the way? (laughs) No, No, he was an 83-year-old from Poland, and this was his seventh Camino. I talked to him later in the evenings. He also got lost. So he was sitting there to chill a bit and go back on track. (laughs) So he was actually lost. That's so great. Yeah, and later on I told him, like, you really, like, I cried for an hour, like, you completely, and he, he laughed so much when I told him that. I said, yeah. you changed my life in one sentence. Like, I, I still can this is something I felt that was crazy. And he said, yes, that was Camino does to people. Like, it's okay. He says, I'm here, I've been placed here to show you the way. That's so great. Yeah. Um, in, that, in the explanation of that point um, that... Uh, life will always give you little signs on the road, so keep your eyes and your heart open. You said, and I, I, I saw this line, this sentence, and I thought, I love that. It was the small things and the big things. I've learned to put my trust in messages along the way. I can choose to trust life, even when it makes no sense. So do you do that now that you're back home? And and is that something that you feel like you'll be able to do kind of in the future? I do it a lot more than I did before. I can't say that I do it all the time, but um, I think that's something that um, I, I did realize that. So when I'm not doing it, I'm able to say to myself, okay, Carla, you're not doing that. And you know that's right. So you're letting your thoughts, your fears get in the way but in the end you know that everything will be all right and everything will make sense so for me it did change maybe it's not it's not complete not 100 percent, but it did change a lot the third point you write about which is something very important to me in particular and i thought you wrote about it beautifully carla was thank you there is a reason why people leave your life let them. How can someone so young come to that realization? 
to me, to me, that was a very moving piece of writing. Thank you. That that situation was very weird for me. Is it weird for you when you when you read it? Is that something that is like I had this audio on my phone, and it was on my phone for six months. I don't know if I have it, and I'm the highest point of Camino. There is no signal. I am alone, and the nature is beautiful. So I'm very high. I'm in the mountains, and in the middle of that, I turn on my phone. I put my headphones, and I can hear my voice. I swear, like I, it scared me, and I can hear the voice of the person who left my life, saying, "Okay, when you listen to this, imagine us driving on the coast across England, and the guitar starts to play, and that was something." That also Camino gave me. That I think also is a message, and it happened for a reason. So I had the time to think about. I could feel that I'm not resentful. I could feel that I was. I was allowed to let people go. And there was something like you you say that to yourself a lot, but you don't actually feel it. And that was the first time I felt it. Wow. I felt it. I said, "Okay, I'm gonna let go now, and this is for the best. I'm letting go, and it's okay." You think of it like with a smile, not with sadness. Yes. Well, having done that, did you feel then in the day after the the few days after that feel lighter? Feel yes, yes, yeah. yes, a lot. Mm. I, I walked to the people I was walking with and I said, okay, this was ha- what happened to me. And I cried a lot. So I really cried a lot on Camino. Yeah. And that was okay. Like nobody would, you would see someone crying like on the way and nobody will even, you will ask, are you okay? Yes. And you keep walking. And when people told me like, okay, like they listened to me and then they said, okay, that's what happened. You're going to take it. And you're going to use it. And that was something that I, it was really nice to hear. Like they said, take that moment and use it in mm. the future. Mm. Mm. And I could feel that I was lighter. It was, for me, it was maybe like that turning point. It was bottling up and then I needed to do that. And that was the moment when I was able to do that. Wow. What a gift you've given yourself. Yeah, yes. No, no really, yes. really. And to be so young and, and to have that kind, of, um, that kind of insight is really special because, you know, I, I hope for you only joy and love um, you know, would be fabulous to think that we're never going to have those kind of challenges in our lives, but we will. Simple as that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to, you know waves are going to break across the bow of our lives every day, every week, every month. Um, some of the times the swell will be huge, sometimes just lapping, but we still have to keep moving forward. Exactly, yes. Yeah. yeah, and I'm so, you know what, I'm kind of proud of you. Oh, thank you. It's really, Thanks. yeah, I feel really proud for you and of you because you've, You've really, you've really stumbled on something in your determination to do it. You felt yeah. the pull. You said, no, I'm going to ignore all of my 
concerns of my family and friends. I'm going to do it anyway. And then on the long, yeah. on the way, you find, hey, there is a reason why people leave your life, and I'm going to let them. Yeah, Carla, I don't care if you're 19, 29, 39, or 109. That's massive. Thank you. Thank massive. You. Now. The fourth point that you make, which is really important, is shit is really not that serious, you guys. <laughs> so I can I, right. So I can tell you've gone through this whole process, right? Crying, you know, upset, letting people come and go from your life, come, overcoming the physical aspects of the Camino. And, and as I understand it, I have not walked the Primitivo, but I understand it's very challenging in parts. And here's a, a young a young woman from Croatia who hasn't done much training, who kind of gets yeah. a bit spooked on her first night when the guy she meets in the albergo says, mm, I don't know about you. But then yeah. you finally come to the realization that shit is really not that serious, you guys. What was it like yeah, and, that, and where were you when you had that realization? I think maybe it was on my 10th day mm-hmm. and that's when I thought, I'm sorry that I didn't do the French way because it was longer and it took me time to adjust and to see where I was. Uh-huh. And I thought to myself, okay, I want to walk more. I'm going to get there in four days. I want to walk more. Now I can feel what is Camino. Mm. Now I am truly walking. And that realization is actually my favorite one. That is something uh, I 100% like, took with me. I don't uh, worry as much. I can see that problems and that I thought I had, I mean, they're not gone, but I do not worry about them as much. I don't think they are that serious. I don't think they are that important. I think there are more important things than that. And I told my mom when I came back, mom, uh, I've never felt more grateful in my life. I never thought about things I have as much as I did in the last 14 days. And I want to come back to my life. I couldn't wait to come back to Croatia to see everyone and to say, okay, this is my life. And I'm really grateful for it. (laughs) You finished that particular point in the blog by saying, Anything that is happening, I can survive. And not merely survive. I can enjoy the process knowing that things have their own way of unraveling. I can trust myself that I will put one foot after another. And in the end, no matter how muddy or hard the path may seem, it would always take me somewhere beautiful. That's pretty good, isn't it? It is. It's, it's the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's also beautiful writing. And and I felt like when I read it, I thought, oh, well, that's part of the reason why I'm talking to you because I felt like it was a particularly beautiful piece. Someone here, Thank when you. I read it, I thought, has gone through an amazing transformation. And it's perhaps something that they didn't expect to find. And, Absolutely not. Yeah. And when I read it, I thought, you're kind of funny the way you wrote it. And and it's it's yet it's very striking to me that you have learned, Carla, a very valuable and, and wonderful lesson. I did, yes. I really did. 
What do you tell people? How do you describe the Camino to people who ask about it now that you're home? Uh, well, to be honest, my my friend told me, like, you're, you're not really talking about it a lot. I said it was beautiful, and I always say, you need to go. That's why I, what I always say. I said, if you if you even thought about it, you need to go. And it's hard for me. Um, that's what I told you. I was really nervous about this podcast. I can do better in writing than I can in words, like when, when I'm talking to someone. No. Writing. Yeah, it's, it's, yes, it's, it's easier for me. You're doing brilliantly. So I don't, don't say that. You're wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. But I, um, I didn't uh, talk about it a lot. I don't hmm. think people... Everyone who asked me, like, I'm thinking about it, then I would start talking. But a lot of people said, you know, I don't think um, all of the people are very interested in it. So I just, like I said, it was beautiful. If you're ever thinking about it, call me, and I'm going to tell you all about it. <laughs> and I had people call me and tell me, okay, tell me all about it. And then I would start talking. Would you go again? I would sometime in my life, yes. Do you plan to go again? Well, my sister wants to go. <laughs> and I told myself the next time I'm going to go, I want to go with her. She's my younger sister. So I told myself I'm not going to go alone this time. And the person I want to go with is my sister. Little sister. How fabulous. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now I only have two more questions. What's one word you'd use to describe the Camino? Oh, let me think. I don't think, um, I don't know if it is the right word, but for me it was overwhelming even, overwhelming yeah. with emotions. Yeah, how fabulous. So that, that's, the, that's the first word that comes to my mind. Mm, overwhelming. And, and one last question, or one last request, if I may. Tell mm -hmm. us a Camino story. Okay, I, am, I thought about this time. Um, I think that was before we came, came to the end. Mm -hmm. So I met a lot of people on the Camino, and uh, there was people I liked a lot, I talked about a lot. And there was this one guy that I didn't particularly like. He was uh, very loud. Uh, he talked a lot. Uh, he he was uh, maybe even rude to people, not to me, but to other people. And so I walked like 12 days and I didn't really talk to this guy. I was getting bad energy. And then last two days, something happened. I don't know how, but I ended up walking with him. And that was maybe one of the best conversations I had on the Camino. And in maybe in an hour, I completely, completely changed my opinion of him. And, which, and I told him that. I told him, I really didn't like you. And now we talked for an hour. And I can, I can uh, say that there is a reason why you act like that. And I can say that uh, you cannot judge people. You can never judge people. You never, never know what someone is going through. And that was a big, big lesson for the end of the Camino. 
you must have been a very good listener that day. I did, I did. And I asked a lot of questions and I said, I asked everything what I wanted to ask because you don't really, you're very honest on the Camino. People are very personal. They tell you all kinds of stuff that they wouldn't say in everyday life. So that was something. And I told him, like, I really didn't like you. And now I, I just want to hug, uh, now I just want to hug you. Like, this is something that, that was really nice for me. <laughs> well, I think it's a wonderful story. I think that you were brave and are brave. And the bravery that you displayed and, and, and undertook gives all of us a little bit of courage and bravery because there are many people around the world right now wondering whether we should head to the Camino. It's, should I go with COVID? Should I go with uncertainty in Europe? But here's a young woman who's decided, despite all of the challenges and, and all of her concerns and, and even her family and friends concerned, she has headed off on the adventure of a lifetime and come home with real genuine change. And I think that's just such a wonderful blessing. And I think indeed you probably did find what you were looking for on the Camino. And that's, who could ask for more? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's true. Congratulations, Carla, on being adventurous and adventurous enough to trust in your own ability to step outside of your comfort zone and flourish. And the, the, I started the podcast by quoting the Beat Generation writer, Henry Miller, who wrote, the moment one gives close attention to anything, even a blade of grass, it becomes a mysterious, awesome, indescribably magnificent world in itself. And I've thoroughly enjoyed taking the time to pay attention to you, Carla. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Buen Camino. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. My guest this week was Carla Malesh, and I've put a link to Carla's blog in the show notes. I love that quote from Henry Miller, the Beat Generation writer and poet. He said, the moment one gives close attention to anything, even a blade of grass, it becomes a mysterious, awesome, indescribably magnificent world in itself. (laughs) I'm going to go and play the ukulele now. (laughs) Until next week, I'm Dan Mullins. Buen Camino.